First reading is from Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. The renewed covenant will not be breakable, but like the old covenant, it will expect people to live upright lives. To know the Lord means that one will defend the cause of the poor and needy. The renewed covenant is possible only because the Lord will forgive iniquity and not remember sin. Our hope lies in a God who forgets. A reading from Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke. Though I was their husband, says the Lord, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please read the psalm responsively. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be moved and though the mountains shake in the depths of the sea. Though its waters rage and foam, and though the mountains tremble with its tumult, there is a river whose streams may clad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of that city. It shall not be shaken. God shall help it at the break of day. The nations rage and the mountains shake. God speaks and the earth melts away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come now, regard the works of the Lord, what desolations God has brought upon the earth. Behold the one who makes war to cease in all the world, who breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire. Be still then and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Second reading is found in Romans chapter 3, verses 19 through 28. Paul's words stand at the heart of the preaching of Martin Luther and other Reformation leaders. No human beings make themselves right with God through works of the law. We are brought into a right relationship with God through the divine activity centered in Christ's death. This act is a gift of grace that liberates us from sin and empowers our faith in Jesus Christ. A reading from Romans. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world may be held accountable to God for no human being will be justified in his sight by deeds prescribed by the law, for through the law comes the knowledge of sin. But then, apart from the law, 
the righteousness of God has been disclosed, and it is attested by the law and the prophets. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement by his blood, effective through faith. He did this to show his righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes a boasting? It is excluded. By what law? By that of works? No, but by the fate law of faith. For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand if you're able to receive the Holy Gospel. gospel according to John the eighth chapter glory to you O Lord Jesus said to the Judeans who had believed in him if you continue in my word you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free they answered him we are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed the gospel of the lord praise to you o christ you may be seated the truth will set you free at school little johnny was told by a classmate that most adults are hiding at least one dark secret and that this makes it very easy to blackmail them by saying, I know the whole truth. Little Johnny decides to go home and try it out. He goes home and as he is greeted by his mother, he says, I know the whole truth. His mother quickly hands him a $20 bill and says, just don't tell your father. <laughs> Quite pleased. The boy waits for his father to get home from work and greets him with, I know the whole truth. The father promptly hands him $40 and says, please don't say a word to your mother. Very pleased. The boy is on his way to school the next day when he sees the mailman at his front door. The boy greets him by saying, I know the whole truth. The mailman immediately drops the mail 
opens, opens his arms and says, then come, give your real father a big hug. So, the truth makes us free. That is the message for today. And what's the truth? The truth is that we can't control God, we can't institutionalize God. And that's the thing that's happening in all the lessons. Somehow, uh, someone is institutionalizing God, making God a being that is within our control. So Jeremiah is railing out uh, to the people of Judah, and then he says, you know, finally God is going to do something different. Instead of expecting the people to follow the law perfectly and to be a blessing by following the law, he is going to install in people. There's going to be a time where they're going to be installed in their heart God's, uh, the love of God. And of course, we Christians look forward to the time when, uh, when Jesus comes and no longer is there the expectation to follow the law in order to have God's, uh, to be released from God's condemnation. No, Jesus does it for us. Jesus takes away God's condemnation. Now, at the time of the gospel lesson, Jesus is speaking to the Jews, the Judeans, who are... Um, are, you know, it's like we are people of the covenant. That's our status. Abraham is our ancestor. And they even say we have never been slaves to anyone. They have forgotten their formation. They were slaves in Egypt. Jesus says, if you are slaves to sin, we've never been slaves to anyone. We are children of Abraham. And Jesus says, unless the Son makes you free, you will not be free. If you continue in my word, you will be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth is that we are fallen people who need the forgiveness of God. The Judeans at Jesus' time were kind of self-righteous. We don't need God because we are children of Abraham. So we must never have this attitude as a church, right? And it's like, we're church people. We don't need God. And of course, that's what happened at the time of Martin Luther. The church had institutionalized God. There was no God outside the church. That's what they believed. The Pope was the vicar of Christ, the stand-in for Christ. Outside the church, there was no salvation. And Martin Luther says, no. God is the one who comes to us through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the church, God's power is bigger than the church. 
Remember what's happening at the time of uh, Martin Luther's Reformation. The church was selling indulgences, um, pieces of paper. Sounds like a pretty good money-making uh, scheme, right? It's like you can have your sins forgiven or any deceased relative by buying this piece of paper saying that they are, they are sprung from purgatory. And Martin Luther rails against this. How dare you assume that you can take God's power, claim God's power for the forgiveness of sin? Martin Luther says, if the Pope has the power to forgive all sins, why doesn't he do it right now, once for all, free of charge? Well, that's because we, if we can control, if we can uh, proclaim God's uh, condemnation, we can tr control the people, right? We can make money. And that's the, the sin of the church of all time, and we must resist it, is the, uh, the, the, the church, instead of a blessing, becomes an instrument of God's condemnation in order to justify itself, right? If we can con uh, feel people, have people feel condemned enough, then we can gather some money. This is wrong-headed. Martin Luther was against that. The Apostle Paul talks in Romans about no longer is there God's condemnation because now we are justified by grace as a gift through Jesus Christ, through what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. No longer is there condemnation. Well, what do we do with that? It sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Martin Luther said, we are free from God's condemnation in order so that we can be servants. We are free, we're freed to be servants. That's a real paradox, isn't it? I mean, if you're a servant, are you free? Well, we are. We're free to serve the neighbor. No longer do we have to worry about God's condemnation. We can put our energy into serving the neighbor. That is what it's about. No longer do we have to worry about God's condemnation. We acknowledge that we cannot make ourselves righteous in God's eyes by following the law, by, by acting righteously. We can't do it. We have to have God's mercy, which has come through Jesus Christ. That's what we focus on here. And so often churches, you know, we need, we need constantly to be reforming because so often churches get into this thing and it's like, well, maybe it's not exactly true. Maybe there's some asterisks to this, you know. It's like, Maybe if we use this information, we can goad people into giving more or serving more. And churches get into preaching condemnation. I had, a, in one of my churches, I had a young man 
who went off to college. And he fell into uh, the influence of a certain church. And this certain church was into condemnation. And he came back and he said to his parents, Pastor Mark never talks about sin. We talk about sin all the time. What he was talk talking about, he, he doesn't point out this or that as being a sin. He doesn't point at people and say, that's sinful. Well, you know what? We have all fallen short of the glory of God, the Apostle Paul says. We have all fallen short. We all deserve God's condemnation. But God has chosen a different way. God has chosen to forgive us through Jesus Christ and what he does on the cross. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, that is constantly conveyed to us, and that's what we're supposed to do as the church, to say, you are forgiven. You are made righteous. No longer think of yourself as what the world wants you to believe about yourself. The world wants you to believe that you're, you're too fat, or you're too slow, or you're too dull, or you're not rich enough. No longer think of that. But instead, think, I am a child of God who has been forgiven by what Jesus has done for me on the cross. I am God's beloved child. I am righteous in God's eyes by what Jesus has done for me. This is the center of what we believe and what we proclaim this Reformation Sunday. This is the center of what people have actually given their lives for. Speaking of servanthood, they believe so strongly on this, they have given their lives for this principle that we are justified in God's eyes by grace as a gift in Jesus Christ. And nothing can take that away from us. And we have a ritual that reminds us that we are children of God. Jesus comes into us in bread and wine, reminding us that we are sinners who are forgiven. We are people who are freed in order to love and serve the neighbor. So come and be nourished by this meal. Amen. Thank <clears throat> you.